Hello, everyone. Uh, this is my first podcast. I'm here with my friend Levi. Say hi. Hey. All right. So, uh, we're really into um. We're we're really we're both into gaming, and I thought I would just uh have him and me talk about that, uh, just to try and bring some sort of enjoyment to your day today. Um. So, Levi, is there any games that you've been interested in recently, or? Anything well, like that? I actually think we should talk about Sea of Thieves because it's very, it's very, it's, it was one of the biggest hype trains, I think. I think everyone was excited for Sea of Thieves, you know, rare getting back in action from this, the timeless classics, like, you know, the Banjo-Kazooie games, you know, and all in the, um, you had Crash Bandicoot, not Crash Bandicoot, um, but, yeah, I just, I don't I understand what you games. mean. Yeah, but, like, Perfect uh, Dark and all that. Mm. But then, they you know, they go to, like, Ghoulies, like, Ghosts and Ghoulies, which was a really... Really just a mediocre game, and they keep going, and like you know, Xbox is finally like, all right, you guys can stop with these games, just make a fun game, mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, let's make Sea of Thieves, but the problem was, and I think everyone knows this who's played the game, you know, if you played it on the Microsoft Play Anywhere or Xbox, mm-hmm. I think we all realized they gave us what should have been an alpha or beta. It should have been early vision of the game to show the gameplay, mm-hmm. and because they kept saying, oh, you're gonna build a legacies and all this. But yeah. you really don't build any legacies, you know? Yeah. You kind of just slowly go up, and then it's like, ah, oh, okay, hey, maybe, you know, maybe some more money. I, I don't remember exactly what happens, but you just never really, you never notice any growth. And one of the worst things is if, you know, you just don't see yourself improved. I mean, yeah, sure, you can look at yourself and be like, well, if you, I got... If you let me interrupt you for a second, yeah. um, I just, I, I sort of, when I first started playing it, I sort of got a No Man's Sky feel off of it where it was really empty and there wasn't a whole lot to do but eventually there have been they're they're gonna start releasing um updates for it and the game's gonna start having more multiplayer functions you're gonna be able to meet more people you're, there's gonna be a bunch more islands to visit a bunch more monsters other than like the kraken and sharks etc um so I feel I I do agree with you how you say that it should have been like an alpha or a beta when they first released it rather than releasing it as a full sixty dollar game, um. I I just think that was a bad marketing call by them. I think they were just ready for the money because there was so much hype built around it, and they couldn't wait. And I don't understand that was that wasn't a great idea by them because it just kind of left the people who bought it. Uh, really upset because they felt like it wasn't a full game, so it actually drove their marketing down because people started posting on Reddit, 4chan, etc., about how this game is not fun. It's it's so empty that it doesn't like encourage people to play. And we're out of time. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, never mind. Uh, I thought that uh, this would be the end, but I don't know how to use this app. Uh, this is my first podcast, so sorry. Um... Anyways, so I feel I the game looks good. It's such a beautiful game. Oh, no, and no, hang on, hmm. the water looks good. I mean, everything else is kind of fine. Cause I played I played on the PC, you know, mm-hmm. and I played on also the Xbox, you know, one the original one, not the X or the Xbox One, you know, S. Just the original Xbox One. It's just fine. The graphics work. It's it's kind of like Fortnite, where it can get better, but at the end of the day, if you go to the lowest settings possible and the highest, you're not going to notice much, because it's really just that cartoony vibe. And oh. you, you know, you also mentioned something about, you're going to meet more players. Yeah, that's cool, but what about the single player guys? The people who are antisocial, and they just want to enjoy this game by themselves. Are they going to do 
like, you know, make solo servers, like private ones, like in GTA Online, you can make close friend sessions or solo ones mm-hmm. if you just don't like people and you just want to be there for the experience, the world, and just to explore, right? Okay. And those are things... So, hold on. Oh, okay. So I, I completely agree with that. I think that would be a great call by them, um, but I don't know if they're going to have that certain mindset because the whole point of the game, the re- it's called Sea of Thieves, it's, it's supposed to be where people, you come across people and you fight across with cannons and stuff like that and you try and sink the other person's ship it's it's when you come across people it's a it's an interesting experience because the they're you can consider them as enemies and there's so much to you can raid their ship you can jump overboard and go over to their ship and do stuff like that yeah and you can even get in a cannon you know yeah you can get in a cannon which i think is some great that's Mm -hmm. amazing that was a great mechanic yeah um but if, you know, if you say, you know, Sea of Thieves, we gotta have multiple thieves around, then they should mm-hmm. do one where it's, you know, galleons in their own servers and, um, and the swaps in their own servers. It's swaps, right? Yeah. Then, cause like, a galleon of four men versus, you know, a swap of like one, that's, it's that, I'm getting those right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, so. That's extremely unfair. There's no way that person's gonna win. Imagine that swap has like a ton of stuff and they're just going to cash in, right? Because mm-hmm. I know me and my friends one time, uh, well, multiple times, we've um we've had like maybe a chest, three skulls, and some expensive items we found. Yeah, and, and essentially it- this <laughs> groups of four, these groups of four come up to you and they just dis- de- demolish your ship and yeah. take all your great loot that you worked for and they just get all the money for it. And I feel like that is a problem with the game that they need to fix. Yeah, I um, mean, because... It's it's possible to win a one v two. Yeah. Not easy. It's gonna be way easier for the two people, but it's it's possible, you know. And if they also, both have like snipers, yeah. and they just have to rely on their like you know their swords, and you have like a blunder uh, blunder bass, right? Yeah. Um, you you can do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But four people, that's not possible. Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on what weapons you have versus the other people. So say it was a one v two, and they had like the standard pistol or. A sniper, and you had a blunderbuss, you would easily outnumber them, because um, just how the firing mechanics work and how fast it uh, reloads compared to the other guns, uh, and its damage output, which I think is really interesting, and I liked how they didn't just have a base like, okay, this bullet does this much damage, it's it's a lot different for different guns, which I really enjoy, and uh, I, I haven't played a lot of it. Uh, I, I've only played a couple, I have maybe 30 minutes because I played on my friend's Xbox. Um, but can you unlock different weapons? No, you cannot. See, uh, I, I played, I, I own the game. I don't play yeah. my friend's list. But you, you can't. You you can start with base gun. And I thought at first when I was in the shop when I first played, oh, you can get upgrades. You know, you can mm-hmm. get a better version of this gun, but it's still this gun. Then I wonder if it was just cosmetic. Everything is cosmetic in the game. That's the only progression you have. Okay. You want a new coat? You can get a new coat, but that person who still has the first coat in the game it could still beat you easily. Mm-hmm. It's not like coat gives you a little more armor, any protection. No, it's just, it's just everything's cosmetic, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, seeing yourself go from this person wearing, you know, a rag or some, like a piece of, like a rope as a belt, you know, and wearing like uh, just some, some like shoes or like, you know, what we would consider like kind of slippers or like just some cloth around your feet. To mm-hmm. some, but some really high stake pirate and really the best gear. That's just cosmetic. I mean, yeah, there's progression. You're like, man, I've been done. I went really good, but what do I have to show for it besides I'm a higher level with this one group of people? Definitely. Yeah. So it's just it so, feels yeah. empty. You do all this work and you just feel 
you feel you don't feel much. Like I played, I I played with my friends who love the game. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh my god, it's, it's a great game. And I I see the progression from them. Keep talking. But um, you know, just for me, I just uh, I I just don't like it. Yeah. And the creator, the creator, Rayo. Um, you know. It was just, made by Rare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I know. forgot the developers. Um, I couldn't think of it. Yeah. But um, you know, it it's uh they they're great. I I don't understand. You know, they were great back in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. They they were the best. You know, and I'm not. I wasn't. You know, I I don't remember the nineties too much. You know. Cause you know we're we're pretty young. Yeah. Um, um and the, the <laughs> I just hear I hear the old ones talk about it like it's the greatest thing of all time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it sounds pretty neat, but come on, guys, it's 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 like gone. People born in the nineties are now like come oh, 18. <laughs> At least. Yeah. I mean, my sister. She she was barely a nineties kid. She's an mm-hmm. adult now. Alright, it's it's, like, it's over. Okay. So we're closer I, to two thousand forty. I'm pretty sure than the nineties. Yeah. So, I think it's two thousand thirties in the nineties because yeah. forty is like twenty yeah. years from now. Anyways, um, so what I was thinking, um, so I, I haven't really grown up on a lot of nineties uh, stuff like some people have with their parents. My mom was never really into that and. Uh, my first introduction to gaming was uh, my mother's late ex-boyfriend um, who introduced me to the Xbox 360, and I completely disregarded what he told me. I was like, I was so little, and he was like, don't play these games. And I played, like, GTA, Call of Duty, stuff like that. And I fe- and I loved it. I loved playing video games. It was so entertaining. And I also played, like, the common kid games, like... Lego Batman, Lego Indiana Jones, etc., etc. No, wait, wait, you played, like, GTA when you were, like... Yeah. Seven? Dude... I didn't know what I was playing. <laughs> okay. I didn't know what I was playing. I started off on a GameCube where I was too afraid to watch this cheesy, scary, like, movie with bad effects of a ghost. Yeah. So hearing you were able to do that just yeah, kind of I shocks mean... me. Which you might be... Um, we'll do this on the next video, go more in-depth this. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend whose three-year-old bro- little brother played, uh... Play, plays Fortnite right now, so the <laughs> next podcast we gotta talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll make another one later yeah. tonight, but this one is just solely around yeah, no, uh, just, gaming and our experience with it. So I kind of want to move on from Sea of Thieves now because I think we we spent about ten minutes talking about it, um, and I feel like there's not really much else to say. Yeah, because the game's so short, there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's just it's like just a mountain of disappointment because. Mm-hmm. When I heard everything about the game, I wasn't too much in the hype train. I was kind of just mm. following. I was following it, and I'm like, this looks neat, you know. And yeah. But but I need to say one thing on Sea of Thieves. One, one great thing it does. It is extremely diverse in its characters, you know. From what I've seen, they have character types of all of them. Like, when you're in the customization, and it's mm-hmm. a pirate, there's pirate types for, like, every type of person, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just... I, that's great. It's extremely diverse, and I love that, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially in a game where you're trying to be you. They did great with that, you know? Mm-hmm. I do wish you could just have a character customization where you start from scratch. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't really find a pirate that looked like me. I found one at the start, but I, you know, and the, but I, was, I skipped past it, and I never found one like it again. That's understandable. Yeah, but um, besides that, it's extremely diverse, and I think it does great in that. But that's really it. That's all it does well. Everything else is just... Everything it does is well, in conclusion. Right. But 
it does it so it does so little. It mm-hmm. means for nothing. Like here, let's go on Metacritic and look at the review scores. Oh, All right, God. while you're doing that, I'm gonna continue with what I was saying. So yeah, I grew up uh, with my Xbox 360. I started playing more games. I started getting better. I started playing more Call of Duty. I played a lot of Portal 2. That was one of my favorite games. Portal 1 was actually the first game I beat. Really? Yeah, it was the first game I like first single player game that is that I beat and um. I didn't really grow up with a lot of stuff, but recently I've found uh, a lot of my friends have a lot of these old systems like NES, NES SNES, uh, N64, stuff like that. GameCube. Game, well, GameCube. I wouldn't consider GameCube that old because I... Okay, okay here, let's listen to you. <laughs> no, no, okay. Because I also played on GameCube. I loved the GameCube. I played a lot of Spyro on it. Ah, uh, you gotta um, play SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom. That we'll have was, to play that later. That was I know you have it. yeah. That was like the best licensed game. I hear they're making a remake of it. Really? Yeah, like uh, THQ just got the rights back in there. They right. said they're gonna make so, remakes of games. So I've gotten to play on these consoles, and I've gotten to see how much stuff has changed since the older days of gaming. I'm like, wow, for its time, this was really good. And a lot of these games I still like, and I play emulations of on like different websites across the. Uh, internet, like, uh, Super Mario 64, for example. I love that game to death. I've played it so many times. I love the game, and there's so much you can do with it, because there's a bunch of glitches and stuff like that, and it's just so fun to mess around. And it, it gives a lot of vibes, because obviously the the game now has been based on uh, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine, which is Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. Um, which I personally don't have, but I'm I'm waiting to get my Switch. Uh, Levi, actually, he <laughs> bought his own Switch. It was, I one time spent, like, five or four hours, uh, raking the lawn for 20 bucks, because I was doing a terrible job. Mm-hmm. Like, I kept, I kept raking all of them, and I was like, I'll use a lawn mower to finish this up, or, like, a leaf grower, and then, um, it, it messed up all of this stuff, so I didn't yeah. get in order. Um, but yeah, um, and, and you did beat it. You beat it one night at Oh, your yeah. Friend's house. Oh, this is a great story. So, I was uh, at my friend's house. And it was over our our winter break, so we uh, had a sleepover in the middle of the week. And I was like, oh, dude, you got a Switch over Christmas? He was like, yeah, do you want to play on it? I was like, heck yeah, dude, whatever. So I went on it, and I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild, which is a great game. Oh my god, you just spent so long trying to get that working on your PC. Yeah, and it never worked. (laughs) I, I tried to make an emulation on my laptop, and my laptop could not handle it. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, you I've, could uh, probably run it on this. Yeah. Um. um uh, but I I played Able Breath for the Wild too, and it is amazing. Yeah. I think it is. There are two games you need to get for your Switch when you first get it. You need to get one of the two first, and that is Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey. And if you don't have those, there's something you are missing out on because those things is what's going to be remembered as the Ocarina of Time and the Super Mario 64. Of our that, generation. Yeah, that's what you're going to remember. Remember, like, oh, man, back in high school, I loved, I beat all of this in one night. I sped one. So, so. I speed run this. Um, so, it's just, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. And if you don't get those, you're missing out. And yeah. It's essential. So, let me continue with my story. So, I was at my friend's house and we were actually uh he he literally just gave me a switch and he said go crazy do whatever you want and i was so happy because i had only used the switch one time before and that was at uh i i traveled to chicago and uh for this one uh event called c2e2 and it's basically comic-con in new york 
Um, and it's it was really fun, and it was the first time that I actually got to use a Switch. And I, it, as soon as I felt the Joy-Cons in my hand, I knew this was my, this was the best console I have, I had ever used. Because I feel like the Joy-Cons and the Pro Controller, they both fit so well into your hand. They feel really good. And it's, I don't know, it's just, uh, the console's so great. And I managed, I played on my friend's account. Um, he was from, uh, New Donk City and I played to the end fight or the end game when I got to Mushroom Kingdom. And then I, and then I made my own profile on his thing because I, I wanted to start fresh and I moved my way from the beginning of the game to New Donk City. And I mean, it, it wasn't technically on one profile, but on a technicality, I did beat the game. Yeah, and before we went to the story, uh, we were going to say I took it to see Thieves scores to just mm-hmm. show it wasn't how much of a disappointment it was. And for the user scores, it's getting an F. It's got 50, uh, f- um, not 50, it's got 5.1, 5. and that's terrible for the user scores. And, but I mean, the critics are a bit more nice. They're giving it a 68. But for a game like Sea of Thieves, it was so anticipated, and they were so open with the development, it seemed. Like, you know, I, I, I you know, they, they just seemed so open. They had so many alphas and betas, you know, they, mm-hmm. they let those out. They let, develop, they let um, people look at it and make reviews of it based on those. And everyone's like, this is great. But then yeah. the game released, and it seemed like one of those, the teams were alpha near beta. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I think that just kind of sums up a Sea of Thieves thing, so we yeah. should move on. So... Um, where was I? You were on, uh, have you technicality? Yeah, so I beat that, and I went, I went downstairs with my friend, because I was upstairs, because I had to charge the Switch, so I was playing, um, uh, docked mode, I was, it was on the TV, and I had the Joy-Con grip in my hands, and I went down, I was like, dude, I just beat Mario Odyssey, and he was like, what do you mean you beat Mario Odyssey? It's a pretty long game, if you're, if you think about it, I'm like, yeah, I know, and I was like, come upstairs. So I showed him that on his account, I got up to the Mushroom Kingdom, I showed him that I completed everything, and then I went to my account, and I showed him I went to New Donk City, and he was like, Jesus, you are a freaking machine. I was like, dude, this game is, has been the best game I've ever played. Look and, at this lad, absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, so I, after that, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild, and I'm gonna be completely honest, when I first played Breath of the Wild... I was very bored. Oh, I know. When I first played it, and I was first, like, I thought the Great Plateau was great, but I got off it, and I was so confused on what to do, and I just kind of walked around and That's do things That's contrary to me. So, what I actually did, I did the opposite. I got to the, I was on the Great Plateau, I did the first two shrines, the uh, Magnesis and the Bombs, um, which are the ones on the ground, but then you have to get spicy peppers so that you don't overheat or if you make the old man a meal which is hyrule bass um raw meat and spicy peppers then you can make a spicy meat and seafood fry and if you give him that but not actually you just show it to him then he will give you the warm doublet and you can go throughout the entire uh icy part without uh taking any cold damage i was wondering how you got that warm doublet because um for me, I just kind of held a torch and I just prayed and had to eat my way through it. That was yeah, that's way. an understandable way. That that's a way you could do it. But I I decide I found that out later. But the first time I did it, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to climb up this. I and I gave up. And then eventually, I was at my friend's house, uh, my my a different friend, uh, and I was playing on his Wii U, um, because he doesn't have a Switch either. 
and <laughs> shut up, will you buy? <laughs> um, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I played uh, Breath of the Wild? And he was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And I did the first two. I was like, what do I do now? He was like, oh, if you go to Old Man and do this, then you can get a warm doublet and you can just climb up the mountain and you'll have enough stamina. And I was like, oh, really? So I went and did that. And I only got to one try in that day because I had to go home. Because um, it was a day after school that I had free time, but we still didn't have that much time. And uh, I eventually got to... I got all four shrines and I made my way down um, to the Temple of Time where you meet up with the old man. I got the paraglider and I... And most people would get an extra heart container. I got stamina first because... Let me explain. <laughs> Levi Levi just gave me a look. He was like, what is wrong with you? You know, when I did it, my plan was... Uh, I got... I, I was originally going to do heart, stamina, heart. And then I got the heart and I had stamina. I was like, I suck at this. So I just got okay. a bunch of hearts until I could get the master sword. Then I went stamina. Yeah. So that's understandable. But my thing is, um, I wanted to do the divine beast before I like got the master sword, etc. So I got all my stamina wheels so I could paraglide around much further. Um, and every divine beast gives you an extra heart, um, which is really good. So I got up, what, you have three base, that's seven already, and you need 13 for the master sword. So I, I, I haven't done all of the divine beasts yet. I'm still working on it, but you also find shrines everywhere. I know, but then you finally get ton and you're like, how do I do this? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I get. Um, and you you eventually get enough orbs where you can increase your stamina wheel, and then it's, what, three rings, and then I you're done? I don't know. I haven't got to three rings yet. I believe that the maximum stamina is three rings. Actually, I've, search it up. I, um, but I, while Levi's searching it up on his computer, uh, I believe that this that it's three rings. Um, what is it? Let's see. How many? Um, yeah, three. Uh, yeah, two it, bars to buy five stamina vessels. Forbes per vessel, you need 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so you need a, yeah, that's that's all you need. You just need three bars, and then you can work on health. And there are so many shrines that you're able to do that, including when you um get the Divine Beast, it, considering that you're doing everything you can before Ganon. Um, and I... Feel like the the game it the game has such versatility and that's what I really like about this game, um because you can do whatever you want if you want to go and face Ganon right after the Great Plateau sure why not go ahead if you want to do everything else and and do that first go ahead that is perfectly fine the game has so much versatility in it and I really enjoy that and it was a great call by um Nintendo to do that and. Just the game itself, it looks so beautiful. You're just running around this great open world, and it, you just, you gotta take a minute to look around. Yeah, and, but um, on this ahead. topic, uh, I, I played the entire game. I bought the DLC. I haven't finished the DLC yet, still working on it, but there's like a ton of good games out right now. Yeah. Um, but I have to say something about the game, and that's the two things I have to say. Number one, there's, I feel, to me at least, there's a huge natural progression for me. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started off the game. Here's how I started off, right? And this is going by the DLC because you can see your, your hero journey and it really just puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started off, I walk around and try and do some camps and all that, you know, after I get off the plate control, try and take on some camps. And uh, I just remember being so open and free. And I remember, first thing I do, I go to the desert. 
Oh, no, you went to the hardest, like, divine beast out of all of them. Yes. Um, which one is that? Is that the Goron or no, the... No, it's the Wuhu, which is the camel, pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, no, I, I meant, uh, which race is it? Oh, I think it's... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the Goron. No, I don't think... The, no, that's not only it's Goron. Um, is it not? I thought it was. No, I don't think that is. Then that's the other one that looked it's like it. Goron. The, the big ones, because it's... It's in the desert, it's still, like, a woman, it's a woman of all, it's all woman town. Okay, I think um, I know what you're talking about. But that was first place on, because that most intrigued me. Um, mm-hmm. And from there, you know, uh, I eventually realized, I was like, you know you know that Spongebob meme that's going to get dated? But he's like, he's like, whoo, he's like up on that, he's Oh, on, yeah. Yeah, so that was me, because I run into, I'm on my way there, and I run into my first mini boss, like, Oh, hold on. Uh, by the way, the the meme he was talking about is where it shows uh, Spongebob leaning against a rock out of breath. Yeah, but um, that was me, because I see the miniboss, and I just run. That was, so that was basically me. And I mm. spent this game on Christmas. Like, uh, I got it for Christmas. Was so, it one of the mini-Ganons? Like, no, no, no. It wasn't okay. one of those. It was just a mini-boss. It was, mini, it was a Hinox. Oh, okay. Um, You know what I freaking hate in that what? game? So you're randomly walking around... And then, boom, one of the huge rock things <laughs> come out of nowhere. And you're like, god damn it, now I either gotta fight this or run it. Run from it. And you can't run from it, though. It's like it's Actually, like, you can. It's pretty easy to run from them. Well, you can, but they're just really annoying. Like, especially when you're in this place where you're, like, doing some really important things you can't mm-hmm. live. And they're like, hey, guys. And it's like, ah. And and then it's, like, it's really hard until you go and beat the, the Goron. And they get the fire, like, uh, the, well, the mount. I don't know. It's Hold on. Before you, before you continue, I also just want to share one of, share one of my stories. Um, no, so no, no, you've been... I know, you I, know but, but it, I know, but it's, I, it's, it's uh. my podcast. Um, anyways, so there is uh, near Divine Beast Varuda for the uh, fish people. I forget the race name. Um... There's a Lionel that you have to collect uh, arrows from, and you can either kill him and get the arrows, or you can, um... <laughs> um... And you can either kill him, or you can just sneak around and get them. Most people with three hearts would sneak around and just grab the arrows. I decided to kill the Lionel. Mm. It, I died six times. And then on six, the, yes, dude. On my first camp, I died like twenty. <laughs> and we're talking about a Lionel. Um, and I, I'm on the seventh, on the seventh try. I started to get my dodging down, and I got a bunch of flurry rushes on him, which was so good. But I also wasted my edge of duality. Ooh, um, I probably wasted all of your swords because the durability, which is great. But it's really annoying. annoying. Yeah. Um, and I managed to kill him. And when you kill this Lionel, um, you get a sword, a bow, and a shield. And the bow can shoot three arrows at once, and it only counts for one arrow, which is super good. Um, and then the shield is really good. And then the sword is like, I want to say 26 damage. Uh, or at least that's the stat for it. Um... And it was, it was such a fun fight. And uh, just because we were talking about like the different eras, I started thinking about divine beasts and what I had to do to get them. Um, and it was just so mind. It was I got so angry, and I, I, me and my friends sat there for a good thirty minutes playing on the Wii U, just like trying to beat this. And he was like, "And now you dodge," and I got it. And I was so happy when I saw him die. It was so good. 
Um, so, sorry, what were you saying before? I was talking about the natural progression, because I started off, I'm really confused. Mm-hmm. But, somehow in the game, I didn't look, I didn't look it up, you know, but I ended up just naturally finding all these towns, these missions, and I ended up on the right path, naturally. And I remember, I think I finally decided to get my act together after I explored a decent chunk, got a decent amount of towers, and then I was like, mm. all right, time to get my act together, and I finally looked at the main quest. After about two hours of gameplay. Meaning defeat Ganon, by the way. Yeah. Um, no, not that one. Not that one? I was going to... The Divine Beast one. Yeah, Divine Beast. Gotcha. Not find that person. Find, um, uh, seek out Impa. Yeah. Then Impa's like, go oh, do the Divine Beast, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so you then you meet uh, Senpai uh, Mifa. Oh, yeah, so sexy. <laughs> Stop. Um, all right. But um, this, but there's something so great about the start of it, I feel, because I feel I didn't want at this. At the start of it, I didn't want to go, and um, I don't want to go and, you know, do the main quest. I wanted to go explore and go to the desert. No reason yeah. why. I just, I wanted to go there. Then after that, I wanted to go to the, to the mountains, because I was like, this almost kicked my ass. <laughs> it's no language. Um, you know, at, at the Great Plateau, it almost killed me. But it did kill me multiple times. Yeah. But now I had more brains. I knew what to do, and I it was great to overcome that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I didn't really have much, so I had to hold out like a flame sword and all that. And it, well, wait, uh, the, this play. game sort of gives you like a sense of accomplishment whenever yeah. like. It doesn't matter what you do, rather you defeat a camp, you defeat one monster, you just get sort of this sort this sense of satisfaction from it. Like, if you defeat a camp, there's a chest, and it makes uh, a bright, happy noise, and the chest lights up. And it's just like, yeah, I just did this. I'm actually contributing right now. And I feel like that's something that a lot of games don't do. Yeah, a lot of games, um, you know, now just kind of tell you to do stuff and do them aimlessly. Yeah. Like, what's again? I'm gonna say it's one of my favorite games, Watch Dogs Two. I love Watch Dogs Two, mm. not because of the story, not because of the world. I just love the gameplay. I love sneaking around, and there's a lot of flaws with Watch Dogs Two. I think I I love the entire Watch Dogs series. I'm just gonna say that I don't really like a lot of other Ubisoft games. Here, Far Cry Five is pretty good. But um, mm-hmm. I just really I'm like... actually really excited because I'm getting Far Cry Five soon, and it looks so good from gameplay I've seen. It looks really beautiful. It looks like it entire... might be. It looks like it might be like someone like a uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where there's a lot more natural progression when it comes to mini map. Yeah, and um... I've noticed there's just a lot of there's a lot of humor in it, and I feel it looks a lot better if you have a friend playing. I feel like the game looks boring when you're single player. But um, I I've seen gameplay. It was it was technically early access because the game hadn't fully come out. But um, I believe it was Muselk who did the video. Um, he's a great YouTuber. If any of you don't watch, if, if like anybody's interested in watching him and you don't, you should definitely watch him. He makes really funny videos, but he makes a lot of Fortnite. But he used to make a bunch of TF two videos. He made Overwatch videos, and now he's moved on to Fortnite, uh, which we will talk about next episode. Because um, it's taken over the world, and people think that it, you should be worried about it. You but anyways, uh, continue. So, what was I saying? Uh, you were saying about your um, you I we were saying about uh gameplay. I was gotcha. saying like I was saying I was mentioning Far uh, Far Cry Five. Oh yeah, sorry. Soft. Yeah, um, but I really like Watch Dogs too. But mm. when I do things, it's aimless. You know, I don't. I I never pay attention to the story because the story to me has no meaning. Because first of all, I've already played it. Second of all, the story in the original game wasn't really that grabbing. So. Really? 
I, I, I personally really enjoyed the uh, campaign in the first game because I felt like it was engaging and I felt like it just the whatever you did was really interesting. Um, but one thing that I've seen in Watch Dogs 2 that I really like is when you're free roaming, you can, like, do these random encounters and you can hack into stuff and, like, cause stuff to happen. Like, there's one where you can swat a guy. Oh, that's not um, a random encounter. That's an operation. You go up, you find someone, you know it's around the street, you talk to them, they give the operation. Now it's a side quest, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Which means that there's an operation that's really fun. Uh, you sneak in and you free Aiden Pierce out of jail when he's captured. Oh yeah, I and saw that. Trench coat. Yeah, it was, it's short, but I, I really like the trench coat. There's sound. one that's I'm, really sad. Um, uh, let's stop talking about that. Let's we'll do that off camera so we don't spoil this. Uh, but I really, unironically, like trench coats. Don't ask me why. I, I don't like black ones. I just like brown leather ones. Edgy you know? black boots women. <sighs> That's an inside joke. Sorry, um, th- we were making outfits love, as a joke. Yeah. Um, but, um, so, I just love the gameplay. Because the first one, it does have a neat story, but it, I really like the concept. You're taking down a gang as a random guy who just has a very particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that was cool, but I didn't really pay a lot of attention to stories. Which breath of breath of the wild made me pay attention to the story, <laughs> not because it's a good story, just because the the like I mean uh, the atmosphere. Breath of the wild is the atmosphere yeah. is just so good, and um, it made me really listen. But like in Watch Dogs too, they don't treat the story seriously. The characters don't, so I don't. Because in one one part you're fighting a gang, you know. In the next part you're fighting the FBI. Just. It doesn't know how to keep its position. Yeah. But the gameplay is so fun, and I love it. Do you want to know what but, I like they, what they introduced? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Sorry. But the same thing in Breath of the Wild, where the gameplay is so fun, but there's more. Because Watch Dogs 2 does feel empty in its world. You know, I'm walking around, everyone's the same, you know? And one of the things I like in GTA... Uh, five because it does this a lot better world building than mm-hmm. Watch Dogs too. Is some characters will fight you and they will be, like some NPCs will fight you and be a somewhat of a threat, you know. Yeah. But in Watch Dogs, everyone just casually shoves you like this. Hey man, don't do that. And, he he you know, like lightly like, shoves yeah. me and, right now. Yeah, and that's it. You know, another thing is in the stealth missions when you're doing them, you know, in public. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes in a public place. You will have random NPCs. When you go and do a stealth takedown from behind someone, and they'll just be, they'll come up to you and start being like, "Hey, man, shoving you!" While you're trying to hide from the guys, and they could push you out of cover and get you spotted, which is really I feel annoying. Like, I feel like but, the they did that on purpose because it it increases a level of difficulty that most games don't have, and it yeah. But keep in mind, like, but, in but Watch for Dogs, a stealth game like that, it's not good. Yeah, because, I understand. Yeah, and especially with sound and. Bodies is something you they that people pay attention to, but the thing is, you you can hear your sound right. That that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? But you cannot move bodies, which is mm-hmm. really annoying. Because in every serious stealth game, and Watch Dogs Two is more, and every every Watch Dogs game is more of a stealth game than than a loud game. You can go loud, you know. Yeah, you can go guns blazing. But, but it's a lot more of a stealth game. Otherwise, they won't have all the hacking. Yeah. But they don't give you stuff like moving bodies, you know, hiding bodies. They don't give you that stuff. They don't give you those like options. Yeah. Design they don't like dishonor to Metal Gear. They don't do that. Mm-hmm. So instead but they but they keep in the facts well if they see a body, they're gonna search for you. And 
it just it ruins the game, and I get that, you know. But in in, in Zelda, in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, when an enemy dies, the mm-hmm. body disappears. You could be stealth, you can be loud, there's so many more options. But the other thing and is... And it also is really engaging in its world and Watch Dogs is none of that. But that's not, you know, but I just, so that's why I think I love Breath of the Wild, because it has everything I like about games. I mean, the but... other thing is, it's kind of hard to compare a game like Watch Dogs 2 and Breath of the Wild to each other, because they're so vastly different, yeah. but yet so there was, similar. There was a point I made, and that's why I brought up Watch Dogs 2, but I can't remember it anymore. Yeah. Um... We'll go but, back and listen to it later, yeah. and we'll cover it in our next episode. Yeah. Um, but, but um, well, I, I want to continue on the whole bodies thing. Yeah. Um, so, something... I, 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 I was... I've been a... Uh, English. I've been a huge fan of uh, Dishonored uh, for so long, pretty much as soon as it... As, like, since it came out. Because really? I love... Yeah. You're paying the original? Like, in 2012? Yeah. Well, when was it released? I, I believe it was released in 2012. Um... I have yet to uh get twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. I have yet to get uh Dishonored two and I'm very upset because the game me and my brother have it. We could just lend it to you if you need it. Please. I I really want to play that game. I'll tell you this, it's kind of a I don't know, I have never played the original on original Dishonored, but um it's it's not really that great. I don't know if it's not my game or what it is, just I don't really find it that It also it's also very story based. Yeah. Um I, so that might have been an issue. Yeah. But anyways, so I played Dishonored uh on my Xbox three sixty and I played that game so much. I've probably beat it over twelve times at least. Um and the game it looks good and the the gameplay is so fluid. You can literally teleport around and your movement the the best part about it is the movement because it's so it flows so well and you can go like anywhere and it's is so interesting. And just the way that you can be stealthy, you can literally if you want you can turn into a rat and go through a tunnel rather than going and fighting all these enemies, which I think is really cool and it makes the game a lot more versatile. Um, and I feel like just the Bethesda, they did great on that game and like, uh, you can, you really can, like, as a, you, you can move the bodies if you want to, but if you want a harder approach, then you will leave the bodies there and you can get so many different options on what you're doing and make the gameplay harder or easier for yourself. It just has a lot more versatility with it. Um, um I'm gonna be it back here quick. Okay. Uh, you just continue with this. Um, so. Okay. So, anyways, uh, I feel like the game it just it gives this level level that you actually need to care about your actions. So even in the first steps of the game, when you're breaking out of prison someone gives you a key through your lunch, and you go out. You kill the first guard you see, and if you don't move that body, the other guard will come and find you, and most likely kill you, because you haven't gotten used to the game if you haven't played it before, which I think is really interesting. So you actually have to be aware of what you do, because there are also guards patrolling everywhere, which you need to care about, and eventually, later in the game, there are, like, huge freaking walkers that start going around there are huge bases that shoot at you when they see you and it, it it gives this level that you really need to try and be like this ghost because everyone presumes you're in prison you have this mask that n- nobody knows that it's you until later in the game i believe um 
And it's just, it gets really interesting. And I feel like the game, it, it looks great, it moves great, and that's all I really have to say about it. And I love stealth games like that, where you have versatility, but you still are able to play with, like, it, it still directs you in a certain way. Yeah, because, um, you know, I, I know they put this in, um, in Dishonored 2, but not, I don't know about Dishonored 1, but there's, like, a more how there's, like, um, a system, there's, like, a, a common system in there, mm-hmm. where, you know, if you kill more people, you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna go on the more evil side, which is a lot easier. I played, uh, in Dishonored 2, at least, it's a lot easier to just kill people than to sneak around and do normal takedowns because, you know, a lot of times you got two people next to each other and you need to get to this place. But, you know, if you do the smart thing, you can get a crossbow, sound gun, shoot a tank, and it will explode what I mean to get rid of, you know. Um, or you can just go kill both of the people, you know, guns, the, excuse me, then just destroy it. And I, I think that's great and really, it really nudges you in. You shouldn't kill people, but it also says uh, that doing the right thing is not easy and doing the like the evil thing or the worst thing is always going to be easier. And they get to love is uh do they do that in uh, Dishonored One? Uh yeah, actually in Dishonored One, there's a mission really early in the game where um, uh this lady on the island of the uh quote unquote refugees, um they're like please save my uncle because I feel like the general is gonna kill him. You can either switch their drinks because one of them is poisoned. Or you can unpoison, or you can re-pour a glass and save both of them. And if you kill one of them, then it triggers uh, more guards to come, and you'll be more suspicious. But if you just have them drink, then it's it, it also makes the game a lot harder because you have to get this journal from him. So you can't. It's it's a lot easier to kill him unless you want to take the stealthy way, either sleep dart both of them or. Like, uh, go and try and pickpocket, which is extremely hard, but it's possible. Um, so I feel, yeah, and, uh, you're, you're definitely right. In the, in the first game as well, they, if you kill more, you get more, no- I don't want to say notorious, because that, that sounds like, a, that's more Assassin's Creed-like. Yeah, no, also, I don't think in the second game you get more notorious, it just, um, I don't know exactly how to compare it, there might be more guards and such, but I There are more guards, and people recognize you fast. They, they recognize you as... Um, the quote-unquote bad guy, um, which is really interesting. And there, this game, The First Dishonored, if you have not played it, I highly recommend you do, because it has such an interesting plot, and you will be so shocked. Um, I'll explain that to you off of, uh, podcast. But, the game... What are we gonna call this podcast? Uh, just something about gaming. Um, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like I... Idiots talk about games. Probably. Um, I feel like I just... I, I like talking a lot. Um, and I feel like this is a good way to talk about my inner self and explain what I can't really do um, to around my friends. Uh, or not friends, but like people, my, my peers in school and stuff, because they're not really into all, my, all the stuff that I'm into. I have, I have close friends like Levi and his brother, um, and they're amazing people. They're one of the, uh, like half the people I can really trust. Um, and I'm right here, so clearly, uh, we're very, very close. Yeah. I'll, we're also uh, soon going to be workout buddies. Yeah, we're going to be workout buddies soon because, just, just uh, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit on the chubby side, 
Um, but I'm starting to get better and I'm starting to work out and he's starting to help me because he works out. He's in really good shape. I, I would, I would consider myself a skinny bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Spider-Man, how he's really skinny, but he's got a lot of muscle. So he can mm. take on like a regular person that isn't, does normal weight, doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Now, okay. So I know you're not really into this, but I do want to change the subject because this is a gaming, not just yeah, video gaming. Yeah. So I know you're not the biggest fan, but I want to talk a little bit about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I'm and I. We should probably uh, go to three categories at max because we want to want a third category and that's gonna be like an hour, you know. Yeah. So. So we we had our our first topic to start us off, then we had stealth stuff, and now we're gonna start with Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So, I have been. Also, wait before we go to Dungeons and Dragons. In Legend of Zelda, the stealth mechanic, Breath of the Wild, the stealth mechanics is uh, it's it's great because you can see the sound you make, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So, so but now let's go to D. All right. So I have been playing D and D since uh, fourth grade, I want to say, and it was one of the coolest things in my life. I remember I got to um. I I felt like I was doing something. I felt like I was in a real adventure. And it was really fun. So my friend, my friend's dad was, um, my friend's dad was DMing. And this was the first time I had really been allowed to swear. Um, so I remember that. I remember and the first time. it was so funny because, so we captured a goblin and this was just the start of me starting to play D&D. We captured a goblin and I was the only one that spoke goblin because I thought, huh, this will be cool. Um, so I was able to speak to it and it was like, I'm not telling any of you bitches anything, uh, go to hell, etc. Um, and, it, and we just all started laughing. Did it was you such say a, no you? No, I didn't. That wasn't a meme at the time. I know. I and know. we all just started laughing at like, what, 10 years? No, that's not 10. Cause I'm what? 13 and, um, fourth grade was four years ago. Yeah, but so most, uh, most, most of the people, uh, you know, yeah, actually, yeah, I yeah, I was nine. about, I was about nine. So this was hilarious to us and we thought it was great. And then I didn't really play D and D for a while. And I eventually moved, uh, to Ohio from my old, uh, home and I met a bunch of friends who also liked playing D and D and I got to keep playing with them and it was so much fun. Whenever I visited my old home, um, I got to play D and D again and it was just, it was it was a great time and we always had fun. Do you remember that time of playing D and D and you stuck your hand in like that? <laughs> we'll we'll explain we'll explain <laughs> okay. in a minute. So uh, recently I've been playing a lot more D and D. I've been having gr- uh, friend groups like with Levi, his brother, and some friends of ours. And then I decided D and D was my thing. Yeah, Levi doesn't. It's not really Levi's thing. He doesn't really. It, he doesn't. He doesn't find the joy that most of us do. Yeah, I, I, I've had good times with Dean. And I can, now let me say the time when you stuck your hand in that thing. Okay, you're trying okay. to figure out what it yeah. was. That was fun. So, uh, uh, no, you I'm, stuck your entire body in. I'm pretty sure. No, no, it, it sucked I stuck, me in. Okay. No, okay. So we found a bag. It was a bag of holding. <laughs> I tried to put my hand in it. And I and I, I rolled, nothing happened. I put my hand in again, nothing happened. I put my hand in it a third time, I got sucked in and died. And then we ended the, then we ended right there. So yeah. his character was forever in there. Yeah, the and we haven't like, continued with that. And yeah, no, didn't we like uh no that was it was like a one day thing. But yeah. then we um <laughs> That was a one shot. I know, but then we like uh I, I remember um what should I call it? Uh 
We stuck other things in there, too, and I'm trying to remember what it was. That you were Gold pieces, an arrow. That's yeah. it. Anyways, so uh, I've gotten more into that recently. I play every Wednesday with uh, a group of older people who are really cool, and I love all of them because I feel like... Oh, that's pedophilia. That's not what I meant. Um, th- I feel like they're more like family because... I they they support me in everything they do I, I do and they're just so like caring and they're awesome and we have so much fun and uh, I've had a bunch of different experiences too many to talk about in this episode um but I uh, and I'll eventually do a solo episode just talking about my D&D stuff um because I know that's not quite Levi's forte and I don't I mean, think he would enjoy I'll me sitting here I'll talk about it but I just I don't have as much information cuz you know I've kind of I've left I left, so I'm kind of out, and I won't know about all the current stuff going on with D&D. I don't go yeah. to the thing of the older people with then. Yeah. And so he does. Yeah. And uh, Levi's brother, actually, he uh, does the Wednesday group with me. And uh, next uh, next uh, session, I'm actually being DM. And for uh, our friend group, when we play, uh, I'm the DM. We're doing a campaign called Out of the Abyss. And I don't... Did you enjoy that when we played Yeah, that? I'll probably play for that one. Okay. I'll probably just finish it up, because I've never finished one, because we always have something pop up. Yeah, because we always change, because we never really enjoy one, but I think I Out know. of the Abyss is something that we're sticking with right now. I'm, I remember I've enjoyed some of them, and then it's like, yeah, we're never doing this again. I think that's what yeah. drove me away. We kept switching too much. It yeah. was annoying. Oh, I don't I don't think I've said my name this whole podcast. Yeah, that's where I just um, said it's Sully. Yeah, <laughs> so it's Sully, S-U-L-L-Y, haha, <laughs> monsters think jokes whatever good mimi anyways i hate myself that was awful why did i say good mimi anyways let's continue with dnd yeah, it, it takes so, longer to say it yeah i realize that um so i dm and uh how did you what did you think of me on my first time dming when i started as the abyss with you guys um you know, to me, I didn't really notice a change in difference between DMs. I was like, oh, okay, now, mm-hmm. now this boy's DMing. I didn't really notice it because I'm not really into it as much, which is why I left and why I didn't like into the story of Watch Dogs 1. You know, um, I, that's why I didn't like into the story of Watch Dogs 1 is because I just have trouble getting into something, so I was like, I really want to get into it. Like, uh, you know, it's for me to get into something, I really need to be like, I gotta do this, and if I'm not like that, I'm not getting into it mm-hmm. as much, um, you know, and, and that's what happens to me with a lot of games. I just am like, yeah, I don't really need the music. Even if the music's really good, I don't really need it. Yeah. Because with Watch Dogs 2 especially, um, you know, they had this great system, which more games, more open world games, really, really need this. Mm-hmm. You could listen to music in-game, like the radio, on on the character, on Marcus's phone, outside of cars, and it's mm-hmm. the best thing in the world. And more games need to include it. But yeah. I don't really mind it because that, that was it. And then the cutscenes came, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's neat. Yeah. Um. Anyways, D&D. But, um, yeah. We'll but, be... um, <laughs> but, you know, I just have trouble getting into things. Yeah. Um, and they, but, uh, but, you know, so I don't really notice a change with you and the other d Okay, fair enough. So, I, uh, from when I first did it, uh, people thought, uh, at least uh, a couple other people in the group, they're like, yeah, you did really good at your first time DMing. And I actually messed up, like, five different times, and nobody noticed, and it was great. And I'm not going to tell you what I messed up on, so you can't uh, call me yes out for you it. Are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, okay, after, right, this, after this, you know. Mm-hmm, okay. yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I don't know, there's... I, I feel like D&D is 
it's really 50-50 for people. Like, there are people like me, I absolutely love the game. I love being in this different world, being a different person. And just, I get to escape from everything for a while. And I just get to, I don't know, be be someone else, do something. Rather than just being in this normal body. I can cast magic, I can fight monsters, I can, I can hold two pirate swords and... Beat the ever-living hell out of monsters. And then there's people like me who will realize, I can do this in real life. <laughs> no, you Okay, first can. off, you can get two inflatable pirate swords, put them in both of your hands, and go and beat people. You cannot You're just use gonna magic. You're going to get in jail. You cannot um, use magic. Have you seen magicians? I have a magician set for beginners. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> magician set. I can go grab it right now. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, no, you were saying it's like 50 50. Yeah, 50/50. it's 50 it's 50. And I, I feel like it's, it's a good game for anyone that wants to try it, but it's really dependent on people that you, oh, close TF2, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, it's really dependent on the people that you play with. If, it depends if you like books, like, um, like Lord of the Rings. And if you don't like books, like Lord of the Rings, it's not with like, you, it's not if you like books, it's just. It takes the place of Lord of the Rings. It has ideas similar to Lord of the Rings. That's not necessarily know, true, actually. I know, because, it can okay, change, on, but on. the basic so, that comes down to you, you're fighting dragons with magic, and the possibilities are limitless. I right? don't like Dun- I don't like Lord of the Rings. I don't like the books. I didn't like the movies. I, uh, a lo- uh, Some people do see it like that, and I, I understand that. But I don't see it as like, yeah, this is Lord of the Rings. Freaking awesome. Cool. I, and... I don't, I don't know. I feel like that is that is what a lot of people think, and that's what they sort well, of get I mean, the... Yeah, but that's, like, the vibe. You know, it's, yeah. similar, it's a similar world, like, it's it's in the similar time frame of dragons and magic and endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. And I, I shouldn't say that, but if you don't like the, the vibe or the theme around it, you know, of, mm-hmm. like, the atmosphere... You're not gonna like D and D because it has a very similar atmosphere. Definitely. Um, which I think is why I don't like it. I don't really like anything. I don't really like the only thing I've liked that has to do with any type of that atmosphere mm-hmm. was this Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings Conquest. I think it's called. Me search it up. Um, but it was just very game to find. Um, while you're searching that up. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it's really game to find. It was. Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, but it's basically one of the original Star Wars Battlefront games. Except but Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings. Rings. Oh wow, that looks really cool. Uh yeah, it's it's really cool. It's really that's really it. That's all I've liked, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the story. I just like the gameplay. The gameplay is nice and tight, and I believe, I think it's the game I've replayed the most in my entire life because I can always go back and play it. Mm-hmm. Always go back. It's like a game put in friends, but uh, but otherwise that's it. And if you if you tend to not really like the atmosphere, you're not really gonna like it because it uses the very similar atmosphere. Okay, so for the last five minutes of this, well, five and a half, uh, I want to talk about stuff that, I don't, I don't know, I don't feel like a lot of people really talk about this because it's like, oh, these are kitty games, whatever. Have you ever played Wizard 101? No, but I've, I've like, heard good things about oh it. Oh my god. Let's, let's try it out right now. Are you, oh my god. Okay, so, with, I grew up with Wizard 101 on my mom's... 2004 laptop, Dude, which she gave me. Penguin and uh, Animal Jam. Wait, I I never played Club Penguin. <gasps> I'm no. Oh that my god, hurt. that hurt! I'm that so hurt. Strong. You forget How? that you're actually strong. <laughs> okay. Pigeon. <laughs> he typed out pigeon instead of wizard 101. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> oh, my mind went um like uh, I'm gonna type like I was like wait I wanna play some called Penguin and it said Wizard 101 and then I typed a picture okay he's pretty so my dog. this this game it's extremely poor quality but the game itself I remember just spending so much time on it it was so cartoony and kitty it was so much fun there were it was it was my first RPG you mean Fortnite. <laughs> No, I don't. I, I really don't. Um, it, it was a great RPG, and the only thing I didn't like was there was a lot of in-game transactions, which sucked, because you couldn't access half of the game without, like, getting a membership or buying them separately, which I didn't ever understand, so I just made a bunch of new characters and played through as much as I wanted to. Um, but I, I could only go up to a certain point, which sucked. Um, because my mom and I did, we never had the money to go in and buy, um, this membership. Cause it was like, what, I think it was a hundred dollars per year. It still is. This game is still thriving. Why a hundred dollars? Like, I mean, with, with uh, uh, you know, I, I get it more than I do with like Xbox and stuff, but for, for that price for like Xbox and PS4, it's just a game a year, which is one less game for the entirety of the year. And if you think about it, bad. Xbox is sort of fair with it because it's sixty dollars per yeah. year, and, then and they give that's you also a ton with... of uh, free games. Well, yeah. not free, but game. If you purchase it, you know you get some games. You get games um, with gold, which yeah. you get two free games. Well, te- three if you count three. the Xbox three hundred and sixty games, um, which are worth over like a hundred bucks in. But they're price. also kind of a hit and miss. That's true. You know, I I haven't really seen a good game in a while. Like I, two last ones I can remember is uh, Speedrunners. Super hot and watchdogs. Mm-hmm. And we should really hear this up quickly yeah. we had uh, I'll I'll start wrapping up around fifty nine. Right. Um so uh I feel like the there's one game that it's the most recent games with gold game. It's called The Witness. And it's a huge puzzle game and there are like five hundred different puzzles that you can figure out. It's really difficult. Um and I I generally enjoy it. And I've I've only played maybe uh, 30 minutes of it, but it's really interesting, and I recommend if you have an Xbox and you have games with gold, get this game, because it's, it's, it's an interesting game, and it's really, it's really fun, and there have been a couple of games, uh, uh, later this month, they're actually releasing Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Aces? Yeah. Is Wait, that, that's the one in London, right? Syndicate? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually, that's, that's good. I heard good things about that. Let me actually see this. Um, you, you keep going. Yeah, so they're releasing Assassin's Creed Syndicate uh, later this month, uh, which I'm really interested in because it's it's really interesting. Um, just considering that it's t- it takes place in more modern London. Uh, well, not super London, but it's it's pretty... It's it's more modern than most of the other games, but I feel like Assassin's Creed has really gone down in quality. Um, with what the, do you mean? Assassin's hold on, hold on. Origins is great. I didn't like Origins because they started bringing in stuff that doesn't really go with historically correct stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's Which, a bad thing. You know. went to March, it's April. Right. Um, and I feel like that wasn't very fun for me. Um, and we've just about ran, up, ran out of time for this um, certain... Uh, this certain podcast because we have a minute left so I just want to thank everyone that listened to this because this is our first podcast and I really hope oh they're also releasing Dead Space 2 um 
I really hope that you enjoyed us just talking about gaming and stuff like that. And I hope that you'll listen to us later because uh, we're going to be coming out with maybe two more podcasts tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not today because it's Friday in the morning. Yeah. But uh, just we're like, going to come out with one about Fortnite, some other stuff. I've written stuff down as we want to do this. So, but we got more to come. We yeah. hope you come back for these because they're probably all going to be published around the same time. You know? Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed and we will see you in the next uh, podcast. Uh, have a great night or day, whatever you're doing this. And if or you have sneeze, a great uh, solar eclipse. Yeah, the, yeah. The, depending if that happened depending. or not. Um, and if you sneeze during this podcast, bless you. Have a Who's great night uh, or morning. <laughs>